Hello, everybody. I have to yawn. I'm sorry. Really? I'm sorry. It's your turn to yawn? It's my turn to yawn. Wow. It's a sleepy day for me today. Wow, this is going to be a heck of a podcast for you people if she keeps yawning like this. I'm not going to keep yawning. What? I just had to do it once. Maybe I need to hydrate. Hydrate. Okay. Wow. I'm ready. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Glugga, lugga, lug. I got a new water bottle. Welcome to the Casa de Confidence podcast, a podcast for women about going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins. I am a dreamer, a traveler, visionary, risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, a supporter of women in their dreams. If you've stumbled into our casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, I'm so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. Well, welcome to the Casa de Confidence podcast, people. With your host, Daniel Collins. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Listen, I think I She takes are my moving. lines. If she's going to take my line, I'm going to take the name of the show. Wow. Unfreaking believable. Oh. So, we had well, a snowstorm in Connecticut. It wasn't a storm. It was. We had like. Five inches of snow outside. You did not have five yeah, inches. Yeah, I measured it with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it is five inches. Well, it's Listen, almost it was gone about now. this much. If it was, it was five, about this much. What? How much? This they much. can't see that. This well, is a podcast. Anyway, you're gonna have to start drinking a little more this time of year now that the heat's coming back on in the house. I know. I turned on the heat, people. I broke down. But I was freezing in well, the house it was in the 20s that's it was i think in the that's 20s. i mean the house got down to like 56 yeah 56 so it was time <sighs> so and we have switched back the clocks on the bright side and here is my well every pretty much everyone did that though yeah but here's the thing do not focus on the fact that it's getting darker earlier Focus on the fact that the sun is out earlier. You know what I focused on this morning? What did you focus on this morning? I focused on the fact that I woke up early enough to go into work for like 4.30. I know. You went to work at 4.30 a.m. Uh-huh. And I rolled back over and went back to bed. Yep. So that was good. That was good. I felt like supercharged because, well, anyway... Let's see what happens at 4.30 p.m. today. (laughs) Nappy, nappy. No nappy, nappy. You know what today is. What's today? Today is the first day in November, and it's a happy house. It's a cleaning house day. (laughs) It is? Yes. I've stripped the bed. 
We're going to mm-hmm. do laundry. I'm okay. going to get some joy later out of folding that. I'm going to go get some popcorn. And do what? So while the laundry's going, we'll go and watch a movie. No, we have lawn- we have other cleaning to do today. Other cleaning? Other cleaning. We have to vacuum. We have to do floors, bathrooms. We're going to do a tip-top, welcome fall, almost winter, clean house. When did this get put on my schedule? Hmm. It's always been on my schedule. But it's not on any calendar that I can see. Listen, you don't need to see it to do it. Okay. So uh, today would have marked the, well, today marks the 51st anniversary of my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, passing away. Did you know that? Sorry, there was a man running through our yard. <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> Seriously? You're talking about my grandfather who died 51 years ago? Well, there was a guy looking running. out the window? There was a guy. He caught my. He's running through the yard. And huh. I'm like, why is this who, guy running through our yard? Who has attention deficit of, oh, shiny now? There was, there was a guy on the property running through the yard. Then I realized I forgot that they're doing the sidewalk. So hmm. he's actually jogging. He on our yard. He, well, he couldn't jog at a sidewalk. Yeah, it's, that's happened all week. People are, are, first of all, that's a liability because there's leaves out there. And what if they slip and fall in our yard? Would you rather them run in the road and get hit? Well, no, but, you know, mm-hmm. oh, so much to do now. Hmm. Okay. okay, so my grandfather would have been 51, and my dad's birthday is tomorrow. My dad would have been 86. Hello? Yeah, 86. You're still looking out the window? No, I was. <laughs> you were looking out the window. I wasn't. I was yawning and oh. I was pointing away from the microphone so you wouldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what a shit show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. I mean, I, I mean, we're, we're going to get back to your grandfather in a minute, but I mean, this whole episode. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Um, it is not no, ridiculous. No offense to Jessica Gonzalez, who's going to be our guest later. She is our guest today. But this is yet another episode that Julie had to tape in two sittings. <laughs> and and she hmm. said, oh, there's nothing wrong with the sound on this one. I just didn't have enough time to complete the interview. So she came back a couple days later. Mm-hmm. And then I go to edit the sound it realized that instead of using the microphone on the soundboard julie actually recorded through her computer mm. now not the new computer the old computer that also sounds like uh a 747's flying through there's a fedex, and, oh, truck, outside. A FedEx truck outside wow we're just <laughs> get, wow this this is just Okay, people, I am sorry right now. So, Who so, ordered something? So right now, <laughs> so right now, um, Maybe Julie's it's not trying for to us. tell a story, and I'm getting distracted by people running through the yard. Now the FedEx guy's outside. I don't know, you know who what, ordered you know anything. What one thing hasn't happened? What? Whiny dog Yogi hasn't come up and interrupted us. Where is he? So... Anyway, did what we I hurt was, his feelings? I think we hurt his feelings. But anyway, hmm. well, all I wanted to say was, yeah. So, apologize in advance, and I should stop being such a perfectionist when it comes to sound. We're trying to get through. Um, Julie did a lot of interviews before um, 
she got down the process and we had the better equipment and her computer we didn't realize was making whistly noises the whole time and then this interview most of it is off of her laptop microphone which doesn't <laughs> sound that great especially the laptop she had hmm. so anyway and in the middle it's going to switch and sound different because she had her come back anyway anyway um it's a great interview um so, but uh <laughs> that's that's all oh, i got that off the my chest wow. so anyway you were telling a story about your father's father and your father so i never knew my grandfather and every day before his birthday my dad would become a very gloom and depressed and sad and now I know that one of the reasons that he did that is because he had a lot of regrets because he had been estranged from his dad for a long time. And right before my grandfather died, they actually, my dad spent um, his final days with him at the hospital, very similarly from um, the same situation that happened between my dad and I went right before he passed. And we talked a lot about that on his last few days. And I know that my dad lived with a lot of the regret from the relationship. And I, um, he also grieved a lot for his dad. And it was sad to see him in such a way and one thing is that we are filled with difficult emotions in our life and I miss my dad terribly however I have vowed that rather than grieving for him and being sad on days like his birthday or the day that he passed I want to focus on the things that I loved about him and the things that um, made, made us, you know, have wonderful times together. And I think that we are still going to feel the sadness or the void. And I still miss him. And I feel like there were there are several times that I want to pick up the phone and talk to him. And he obviously is not at the other end of the phone. I still talk to him. But... Um, one thing is that when we feel difficult emotions, it's very important to be able to just sit with those emotions and watch them and not try to push them away. Because when we try to push away the difficult emotions, then we are not honoring them. And that can really pile up in our soul. Do you, do you agree with that, Daniel? Why, yes. Yes, I do. So... How do you deal with difficult emotions? How do I deal with difficult emotions? Mm-hmm. Well, hmm. See, the thing about difficult emotions is uh, an emotion, a difficult emotion can cause pain, much like um, a physical pain. And uh, if not dealt with, like... You have the pain of an affliction like cancer. Right. If you ignore that cancer, that cancer is eventually going to kill you. So if you have um, a negative emotion and you don't address that emotion, it's going to eat away at you 
and it's going to have repercussions later that you don't even know about. And that type of thing, if buried, could pop up at the most random time. And you won't even know it's bothering you until you have to face it. So how do I deal with a negative emotion? Um, for me, I'll, I'll look at that emotion. I'll ask myself, why? Why am I feeling that? Is it really that important? Is it something I can let go? Most of the time, I I do I do let go and I do release those things that bug me. I'm pretty easy that way. But if it's something that um, is serious, I'll have to really, really do work and think about that. And a lot of times, I'll I'll talk to somebody about it, like you. Could I offer you a thought? Could you offer me a thought? For free? Okay. So, sorry. I'm going to take off my wife hat. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put a coach hat on. And here's the thing. Difficult emotions are things that come from what we are thinking. Mm -hmm. So, take for instance feeling grief or pain or sadness mm -hmm. over the anniversary of my grandfather for my dad or passing or for me you know my dad is not here on his birthday mm -hmm. if i choose to think oh you know i'm alone my dad is not here it's terrible and how i choose to think of the circumstance of my dad being gone creates that emotion and you know sometimes when you know so in day in previous years sadness when sadness came about from whatever the circumstance may be i tried to either wallow in it or and i sat around and wallowed in it or I tried to push it away and not feel it and buffer that emotion and, and kind of stuff it maybe with food or, or different things. But difficult emotions are things that we have to process through. So take the example of a car. You get in the car and your difficult emotion is like a two-year-old. And one, you're not going to let the two-year-old drive the car, right? And, or in essence, you're not going to let the difficult emotion sort of take you somewhere, whether it be like overeating or, you know, being, being you know, lashing out or just wallowing over and feeling that poor me sadness. Or you're also not going to stuff the two-year-old in the trunk of the car, <laughs> right? <laughs> One of the things that we need to do with difficult emotions Sorry. is we need to let them sort of ride in the car with us and be aware that they're there. And like with me, as the anniversary of my dad, not, you know, his birthday coming up, one of the things that I, I realize is that I honor him and I think about the good times and I think about... Um, yes, do I miss him? Of course. And when the, the feelings of melancholy come up or when the feelings of, um, missing him really start to sort of bubble up, what I'm working through is really watching the feelings and like, oh, 
wow, I'm feeling really sad in a, or I'm feeling, you know, oh, it's not fair that he's not here. And, and what are my thinking and all of that, right? So those are the things about difficult emotions that sometimes we need to learn to just watch them and investigate and really sort of ride them out before we try to change them. Because if we try to change them too soon, then we're not, we're, we're, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Gotcha. So <clears throat> that's, you know, we can't turn on the switch and say, oh, I'm sad. Oh, I'm happy now. Anyway, today we have Jessica Gonzalez on the podcast mm-hmm. and she is someone that i met through um calvary fellowship and i really admire her she has been doing some amazing work she is an esthetician by trade but from um well she's been doing this for a long time and she owns one of the premier um small businesses here in connecticut it's called lash Statica. And she is a multi-certified lash master since 2006, even before lashes got really popular, people. And she teaches and she has partnered with the International Institute of Cosmetology in curating the extensive courses for eyelashes. And she knows everything there is to know about makeup. And it's a pretty cool person. And I'm excited to have spoken to her because uh, I learned a lot and I really enjoyed our conversation. Alrighty then. So without further wait, ado, or delay. Mm -hmm. Mm, Look at you changing (laughs) things up. Welcome to Casa de Confidence. Jessica Gonzalez. Jessica Gonzalez, I am thrilled that you're here because I got to know you through Calvary Fellowship, which is where we go to church. And you hosted us, a group of dynamic, fantastic women at your house for a home fellowship group that I led. And I loved it because one, you were very inviting. Number two, you have impeccable taste in furniture because I loved everything that you have. And I, if I said, I think I said to you, if I wanted to decorate um, my house without the input of a partner, I, I would decorate it very similarly to you. And then also you're a traveler, you're a business owner, you're a strong female. Uh, and I, I just love you and love, love everything that you bring. So welcome and please, Introduce yourself. Well, Julie, thank you so much for the kind words. Um, you're very inspiring and, you know, for the invite. This has been, um, it's an amazing experience, so I do appreciate that. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I'm an esthetician. Um, I own Lash Aesthetic on West Hartford. Mm-hmm. And so I do provide services and skincare. Um, mainly known for lash extensions. That's how I started in the beauty industry, um, but I, you know, I do so much more than that. I really do work with women and and self image, which is what I love. Um, so lash extensions was the stepping stone to where my business is now. Um, but like I said, it's really empowering women in, in what I do for work. I love it. It's a career. I happen to love that. And I just, and hold on for those listeners, I'm not sure if Dan was going to be able to edit this out, but Yogi would like to uh, be heard. So I'm going to tell him to stop what he's doing. Yogi, stop it. 
Wow, this dog. He is, um, he's been very needy lately, and he's sitting behind my chair, and he's scratching at the floor. So, uh, Yogi, thank you for being part of the Casa de Confidence, but this is a girl conversation right now. <laughs> Yogi always seems to be a part of the conversation. Though. I love yeah, it. He he wants to be known. That's for sure. But I I love what you said that that uh, you provide. You know, it, it's a definitely a support system for women. That um, how we feel on the inside sometimes has a lot to do with how we're looking on the outside. And I don't, you know, condone or promote that, you know, all that counts is what's on the outside, because I, I, I believe that the value of a person and the intrinsic value really comes from their heart and from their values. However, I know for me that there's many times that maybe I am just down in the dumps and sometimes, you know, just getting a little spruce up on the outside definitely helps uh, lift the mood, right? Because uh, you feel a little better. And I know that you, you work very hard to, to make sure that women are providing services. And, and you look at not just um, as, as a service, but you look at it more of a holistic way. Um, how did you get started uh, being an esthetician, opening a business? Take us through your journey. So I, I love that you hit a point um, that's so important. And, and you said it, it's not just about the external outside and how we look because it has a lot to do with the inside. And mm. that does have a lot to do with my journey. Um, when I remember growing up as a child and telling my mom I wanted to be a fashion designer. I really wanted mm -hmm. to get into styling and dressing women. Mm -hmm. And I was always fashion forward um, through, you know, I used to make my own clothes. I used to I sell my, it. you know, I have my designs. I used to draw. And I really had this goal to go to FIT. Mm -hmm. And, you know, circumstances had it that that's not the direction I took after high school. Um, you know, coming from parents that, in a sense, you know, came from Puerto Rico, they really believed in job security in mm -hmm. those times. And um, for them, the choice and career and going to college and what I was going to study for them, fashion wasn't going to do it for me. Like that wasn't going to provide right. stability. And so I went into marketing and I finished school, got into marketing and marketing back then was very different than what it is now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, you know, I was like, I really want to do something. I want to be able to provide, um, make women feel really, really great. So I got into retail and, you know, you can dress, a woman, a man, you can dress somebody up in the most fabulous clothes, but if they don't feel good inside, mm. that it doesn't matter. It's a plain dress up. Yep. And so I said, I really want to do something in health and wellness. And I really wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go. Skincare yet wasn't even in my thought. Mm -hmm. And I, it wasn't because I had, you know, I, I had wonderful skin, so I didn't have like the acne. I didn't have those issues growing up. I did have body image issues, but I did not have skin issues. And so I decided to go into health and wellness and um, started off with massage. And I said that would be a great stepping stone to figure out, do I want to work with a doctor or chiropractor? What do I want to do with that health mm -hmm. and wellness and yoga? Back then, right. you know, I was into yoga. So I was looking at the holistic side of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, still in the beauty industry. But then I 
the with stress, my skin, my skin started reacting. Mm. And I suddenly my confidence went straight to my skin. And I had these, you know, psoriasis and eczema from an undiagnosed autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what was causing that. Suddenly, I used to love wearing tops, you know, tank tops. Mm -hmm. I was covering myself up. I had these blotches on my chest that I felt very unconscious about. And so, again, dressing up. If you don't feel good about your skin or how you feel, it starts Mm -hmm. to work into your confidence and into your self-esteem then that it doesn't matter you have to go inside and you have to do the inside work and you have right. to you know make changes and figure out what's triggering that's my favorite word for everything is what's triggering how what's i'm feeling triggering? Or, oh absolutely what's triggering. Uh, yeah, that is so so key and i think that when i when i talk to women and i work with women what is triggering what you're feeling is so important and that's really the nature of the animal right our thoughts are driving our feelings and if we're thinking i look terrible or or oh people are going to wonder what's wrong with me and and whatnot and these these thoughts really trigger that feeling so um anyhow what what happened next so i'd say go to school well I finished massage mm-hmm. and um, I got an opportunity in marketing for an eyelash extension company oh. out in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I took the opportunity to become one of their educators. It was um, a new innovative service um, that just evolved. So you can say I was kind of a, a pioneer in Connecticut doing mm-hmm. the service and then working for this company. And so I figured, you know, I'll do this and I'll start going to school for skincare. So I enrolled into skincare. Mm-hmm. And I started learning about skin. And I think that when you're into makeup and skincare, you're you're into ingredients and, and you're so excited. Packaging is amazing, right? Women, right. I think, are like, oh, this looks so pretty or this smells Look really good. Let me try that. that is, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, you yep. just, it, it sells the mark. That's the marketing part, right? Right. So right. In me, I'm like, okay, so. This looks amazing, but is it really? So I really mm. dove into skincare, into ingredients um, on a cellular level, how the skin, you know, really is the most important organ of your body. The largest how as it, well. The large, exactly, the largest. I remember and that. So, I, I remember biology <laughs> and anatomy. It is, and we don't even look at it. I don't think a lot of people right. look at it as an organ. No, but it, it is. It is. It, it is. It's an no, organ absolutely. and it's an amazing part of a human's divine existence. Mm-hmm. And a house is everything that's going inside. That's yes. everything that goes on inside in your body. And your skin shows you signs to look inward. And I just dove into skincare and I, I wanted to know how... Um, you know, it's, it regenerates itself, how it mm. heals. And then still I didn't associate food with that. Yep. And so I start until I started doing research and I got diagnosed with celiac mm. and then I had to look at food completely different and then I had to start looking at ingredients and you know, what's, what's in my makeup, what's in my skincare. And mm. then I just, it's never ending research. And that's really where I started when I evolved into an esthetician and decided, okay, what do I want to do with this? And they're realizing then as well, we're talking about 14 years of aesthetics work. Okay. Then it was a relaxation. Like someone would be like, oh, facials, that's relaxing. But I'm mm-hmm. like, no, it's so much more than that. You have to have mm-hmm. an esthetician. Yes. So I am a big proponent. And I remember the first time um, 
I was about to turn 15. We lived in Miami, and I was not allowed to wear makeup. I would sneak the makeup out of the house because everybody was wearing it, and I would put it on in the bus on the way to school. But I remember as I was getting ready to have my quince, because I had a quinceanera party, my mom took me to Burdines, which is now Macy's, and it was a local department store in Miami to the one of the makeup counters so that I could properly learn how to do my makeup. And I, I feel that um, it is an important thing, but for many years in doing makeup, I never really, or, or doing my own makeup, and I love it, and, but I never realized that there is such a big part to also knowing what you're applying to your body. And as someone who also has an autoimmune, I have Sjogren's, uh, it, it, every little bit uh, whether it be the food that I put into my body or whether it be the makeup that I'm using definitely has a consequence. And I think that teaching people um, about what they're doing, but from an early age, not only did I learn how to do my makeup at 15, but I, I started into regimens of self-care into, and, and, and of course, you know, is, is um, a facial self-care? Sure, absolutely. But it's more, it, it's the replenishing of your spirit as well as you're taking the time to really care for your body. And it's not a vanity thing when you're getting a facial. It's more of really taking care of the outward skin that is out there and really making sure that you are doing the things that it is, is going to be key to, because this is the only face we have in this world, right? So got to take care of it. Um, best, would be, yeah, best face best forward. forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And and um, I know that you are a business owner as well, and I think that this is something very important. What what prompted you to take the leap from doing getting educated as an esthetician, doing their own research for your own health, into moving ahead and and opening your own business and taking that leap? Because I think that that would have been um, a big step in, in many in many's book. So my entrepreneur spirit, I, I would say it came right out of the womb. I mean, as a child, I always knew I was going to run a business. I always mm. said it. Funny story. Um, I, it's a, I love sharing this story when someone says, when, what was your first, um, you know, your opportunity to make money? And I said, it was with the tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I would Hello. write. I did. It was a tooth fairy. I would write letters to the tooth fairy about how I was so well behaved and what I deserved. And there you I, go. In those in those days, it was like twenty five cents underneath your pillow. Right. I would you're, ask you're, for, you're proposing. <laughs> you're, you're making a proposal early in life. I love it. I did. It was a five dollar bill. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you a funny thing. My niece just lost her second tooth, but when she got ready to lose her first tooth and she lost it, I said, oh, Amelia, it's your first tooth. Hey, did you know that the tooth fairy brings you $25 for the first tooth? And she's like, that is awesome, mommy. And of course, mommy and daddy were not happy with me. But yeah, I get it. See, uh, I was trying to teach her entrepreneurial skills, too. Well, you know, I'm glad he did so that she knows, but I feel, do feel sorry for her parents, <laughs> Julie, <laughs> but as aunties, cause I'm an auntie too. That's what, yeah. that's what we're supposed to do though. Create that mischief. That's right. That's I love right. that. Uh, yeah. Create she, that mischief and, and that magic. She, I, I, she gives me her own magic too. It's funny cause with COVID she, um, she is, I am her source of entertainment, honestly. 
So I, I, she called me about a half hour ago and she said, can you talk? I said, no, I have a Zoom. She's like, who are you interviewing today? I'm like, oh. oh. So she gets it. It's funny. I love it. My brother just had a daughter two months ago. Oh, so, so I am so excited about the little personality that's going to start merging. Mm-hmm. And when she can talk, because I'm going to be a source of trouble for my brother with my niece. I already know it. It's her job. It's her job. It's an aunt job for sure. So. It's what we're, we're putting this earth. So absolutely. But an entrepreneurial from the very beginning, what was next for you after the tooth fairy? Uh, I negotiated my grades. It's so I'm horrible for saying that I negotiated my grades with my father, my mother, my grandfather. Love it. So I cashed in on that for a long time up until I think my sophomore year of high school. My mother finally said, we're not paying you for your grades anymore. And so that ended um but I, I think definitely all of my projects in school, mm-hmm. anything I had to do had to revolve around owning some type of business. And um, so I think it was just something that I always knew. I definitely thought it would probably be again in fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never, ever really imagined it to be in the industry that I'm in or having the shop that mm-hmm. just evolved. But I definitely was open for the flow of that, for that right. to evolve. And um, so... I think it was also to the right, being at the right time, right place at the right time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and having those opportunities. Jessica, I think that what you just said is so important in chasing your dream. And I think that in being a confident woman that, <clears throat> excuse me, many times in our lives, we have a very specific picture of what our life is going to look like and what we would like it to be and the things that we want to go ahead and bring to light and our dreams to reality. But we have to sometimes be okay with the pivot and we all always have to be okay with adjusting the picture of what the dream is going to look like because sometimes um, the reality that we end up ends up being a whole lot better, right? And a lot more rewarding. And it really then also is the calling that we have. And I, I believe that all of us have very specific gifts. And you have a gift for making women feel comfortable. You have a, a gift for being really truthful. And I think that, again, as you're dealing with women in, in an industry that requires you to have tact, you also, you're, you're educating them on on the part of health that comes with taking care of their skin. And, and I think that that's very important. So I, I love, love, love hearing that part of your story for sure. Thank you. Um, I know that we talked pivot and, and of course we can't not talk about, you know, the, the current, uh, state of the world. Right. And I know that that cost you to pivot. Tell us a little bit about, uh, what you've encountered, how you've handled pivoting your business specifically now that we have been dealing with COVID-19 and I wish we were begun talking about COVID-19, but it's the reality, right? So tell me about that. What's going on? It is the reality. Um, wow. The pandemic. I have to say it was the perfect rebirthing experience for me and my business. Love that. It, it, it's, it, I'm in the essence of rebirth. That's how I see it. It's a complete rebirth mm. of my mindset, a mm-hmm. rebirth of my business. It's funny. I sent a newsletter out to my clients recently once mm-hmm. um, the date was settled for when we we're going to reopen. And I wanted to put out all the feels mm-hmm. about 
where I, what was I doing with my time? Right. And um, I feel that I actually worked more than I've ever had before. Instead of having downtime, I really had a lot of doors swing open with mm. this time. At first, I think the first week I was scared and I was like, oh, a little bit of a vacation here, right? Right, right. Yeah. But I, and that week I cleaned my house like everybody probably did too. They right? You <laughs> cleaned everything in your house. Right. And then I, into week two, I thought, oh my God, I'm so used to having my hands on someone's face all right. day long. Right. So I, the, my hands were like passy touching things around the house because I didn't have my hands on <laughs> someone. And I realized that I'm like, wow. I miss the stories I have with my clients. Mm. Um, so that connection. And also I was used to being on a schedule, a structured schedule. Right. So for someone who suffers with ADHD and to have that amount of time suddenly like bloom open, it's scary because then um, I found myself walking in circles. I'm weak too. I agree. I agree. I think that everyone from when, when in speaking to so many people right now, one of the things, and these are the stages of pandemic, the first week is the cleaning. The second week is, like you said, sort of like looking around and realizing there's no, nothing scheduled. And then after that, you go into the binging. And then after yeah. you come out of the binging, whether it be TV and food or both, you you realize that you need to create some sort of uh, um, schedule or some sort of plan for yourself. And I think that, that that's very important. Um, I, I wonder specifically, how did you fill the void of not having the types of interaction and conversations with humans? Because I, I think for me as an extrovert, it's been tough. So I found that bit of a secret. I, you know how you're, I don't know if your your if you have an iPhone it tells you mm -hmm. your your weekly stats of how much time you spend. Yeah. I use that. Right? I use that every week. So my average weekly stats pre-COVID, right? Was like 4 hours a week invested on online. That right. would include social media everything mm -hmm. which is not a lot of time. It's not a lot compared, compared to, compared to some other people, yep. So suddenly I got online I saw that weekly stats was like 18 hours for one week. And I was like, oh my God, what a huge increase. But then I looked at, okay, how did I spend those hours? And mm -hmm. what I did was I found that I have to, I constantly have to learn. I'm, I am mm -hmm. a student for life Me and I, I'm always engaging. So I had the fortune of my aesthetics industry to really open up wide for their field and to support practitioners like me. So there was an abundant amount of resources, classes that were being offered. That's so it, gave me, it was amazing. And I signed up for, I had a webinar almost every hour and a half. Every day of the week I had a class. So it was nice because there was something that I was looking forward to. Mm -hmm. um, and it made me structure my time throughout the day. And I had the opportunity to research different skincare companies, really yeah. research. I redid my menu at the shop completely different. I, I thought about what I wanted for my business. What could I change? I also submitted a survey to clients to get nice. feedback of what I can do. So I really took the time to work on my business versus in my business, which is what mm. I've been doing for so long is working in my business that I realized I wasn't working on my business and what could I do to do that differently? And just, it has like, 
you know, the best way for me to describe it is that it's really a rebirthing of a complete overhaul of my mindset. Um, you know, the pandemic too has just changed, has slowed, has mm-hmm. slowed down everyone. And I love it. Me I too. do. I, I, I think there's something beautiful about that. I mean, yes, we want an engagement, but we get caught up in rush. Mm-hmm. And when you're serving and you're serving to others, and that's what I do. 90% of my days I'm serving to someone and which I love to do, but there are the rush, the, the world's rush gets you into that mode. And then when mm. you have to slow down, it's almost hard to slow down. Yeah, and so absolutely. that was what I found that I, I really, those are the things that I worked on was valuing time, um, you know, changing how I structure my day and am I really making enough time for that work-life balance that I think every one strives to have. And one thing that I tell people is that work-life balance is something that we've always been taught to have, but I, I'd like a, I'd like to look at it as a work-life blend because I think that especially yes. now we we are connected and many people now the lines are blur between work and home, right? We, we we go for a coffee break and it's in our kitchen where someone may be doing, um, you know, the dishes or, you know, having lunch. And, and well, I, my husband's back at work and he's been back at work for a while. But I, um, I think that um, it does allow us to be able to say, OK, well, what serves us in our job? And I love how you really rather than thinking, hey. Um, this is really affecting me. It's affecting my business and gone into this mode of uh, scarcity. You saw that as an opportunity to reinvent, an opportunity for rebirth. And it goes to show that what a strong character of woman you have, uh, because we need to look at the things that are coming our way, not as things that are happening to us, but as, as things that are opportunities for change, an opportunity for something better, bigger, wonderful. And even when the things might be painful, right? There's there's things that uh, do come from 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 the pain. So um, absolutely. What 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 um or or rather, and this is a question that I I feel gives me a lot of insight into somebody um who inspired you who who had a who had a a major effect in your life as you were growing up or even now as you were a young woman and a woman that is running a business a strong uh, businesswoman who inspires you my mother Mm. my mom she is the pillar of inspiration for me she is resilient Love it. And classy. Elegant. I mean, she can step into a room and everyone notices her. And she's got this humbleness. Um, and I think what I most admire about her is her gift of serving. Mm. That's her gift. She serves and she's selfless. I love that. 
your mom and my mom would get along because my mom is like that too. And she is someone that really um, doesn't think of the cost for herself, but really um, is a very giving and loving and goes above and beyond. So I, I love that. And I think that that's a very inspirational thing to have in your life. And I can tell you from knowing you and now knowing that that's an influence that you've had, that you definitely take after your mom in that because you are a very giving, loving and, 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 and service oriented person. Um, so now you did a lot of research on skincare over the last few weeks. I like hearing that. So now uh, women can definitely come to you and, and get the scoop, right? Absolutely. I believe in skin fitness. Just like I believe in fitness for our body, I believe that skin fitness is just as important. Skin fitness. You need to coin that term, girl. Funny that you say that because that's actually my newest baby um, project. Really? Because well, with, um, with the pandemic, one of the pivots that I had to do was um, get into virtual consulting for skincare. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to provide those services for clients. And immediately what I noticed being home was that my skin just started again, the binging, right? So we're mm-hmm, binging yeah. and um, noticing, you know, just probably not being even more conscious of drinking water at home. Mm-hmm. My skin just started reacting. And so I said, oh, I got to work on this. So I started reaching out to clients and I started doing the skin fitness virtual consulting and putting them on a skin regimen. I really do believe that some people really need help with the skincare regimen and they don't want, they want it as simple as you can make it. Mm -hmm. And so I do make a lot of decisions for my clients and say, okay, this is what you're going to use. And then in 30 days, I, I automatically just switch it up for them and then I follow up with them and switch it up. But I find that, um, that's just essential. It's essential. You know, it's funny you mentioned, and I think we talked about that. Um, so I, I, I'd like to believe, and really what my goal is, is that I do, I, I, I do incorporate whole foods and foods that serve my body. Now, during the pandemic, um, I'm not going to lie, there were a lot of things that came into my home that typically are not in my home. We had cookies, ice cream. There, there, when we were getting the podcast up and running, Dan and I were actually working uh, together in our dining room. We made it command central. And um, we had a lot of chips and salsa on that on, on that. So I uh, love chips and salsa. I do too, but you know, in moderation, not when you're making it your dinner. So anyhow, I, um, so, so yeah, so I, I, I think that in the last month, I definitely, um, I, I haven't gained weight and my weight has stayed the same. Um, I'm continuing to strive to lose weight because it's something that I've committed to. And I've, over the past couple of years, I've lost 40 pounds, but I, I had a little incident in where I cut my finger and it was a really shitty cut. Like it was so random accident that it happened. I was making healthy uh, carrot fries in in the air fryer and I had slathered them with, uh, or not slathered them, but I had sprayed them in olive oil and they were, so my hands were slippery and I had them in a Pyrex and I was walking them from one counter to the next and the Pyrex crashed on the counter. I hit it so bad that I dented the counter. I took a piece out of it, but one of the pieces of glass went into my finger. So it's been two weeks since that happened. 
And I noticed that my finger, it still hasn't healed 100%. Now, it wasn't infected. I did, you know, mm-hmm. do all the things that you need to do to it. But I, I was thinking about this yesterday because I do have an injury. I have another injury in this finger. I'm not going to talk about that one today. But um, the I realized that healing on the outside is is good when you have the right nutrition on the inside and when you are eating things that don't serve your body then your body can't do the job of healing so that was a very interesting uh, an interesting kind of and I knew that but it was one of those things that again I had to come back and and um and remind myself of you know so yeah you're absolutely right so I'm gonna say that because I'm queen of slicing my finger severely i recently did i took a cooking class in vermont and and the knife just like went right through my finger when i was cutting a carrot and i was just like oh i cut my finger (laughs) i was so casual about it and um the same finger i've cut twice in the last five months and it has healed it's healed very well actually so Mm -hmm. you mentioned when you're eating well your skin regenerates a lot faster a lot versus faster, if you, yeah. yeah, it just, it really depends on, um, it does matter. It does matter what you consume. Your body flora yeah. depends on, on it. It depends on, mm-hmm. you know, it just brings in so many things. It really, yeah. really, really does. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's funny because, um, I, and I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but my husband actually decided that he was going to, um, adopt a plant-based diet. And chips and salsa happen to be part of a plant-based diet. <laughs> but I thought, oh, that's going to be great for me, right? Because we're eating a lot more plant-based and, and whatnot. But um, it's interesting how even when you're adopting something that in, in premise is going to be very uh, positive is, is not, right? It's going to, um, it, it, it can affect you from making the wrong choices. Because even when you're thinking that this is going to be good, it can't. So watch your choices. Um, Jessica, I, I, I really have to ask you. Yes. Do you recommend that um, a woman begins a skincare regimen that it's the same always, or should they change it throughout? Definitely change throughout. Okay. It's very important that you do. It's it's similar as to working out. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm sure your personal trainer. If you you know, I know that you you work with one. I have two, right? Mm-hmm. They're constantly changing our routine. They're changing the workout because right. you have to exercise every part of of your muscle right. in your body, even mm-hmm. the smallest muscles that we don't even think of. Um, but the body does plateau, right? On mm-hmm. if you're not switching your workout or you're not switching out your meals, your your way of eating, That's a great your point. body plateaus. So your skin plateaus as well with um, your skincare. Mm-hmm. So it is important to switch it. I think it's really hard um, if if you're not really sure, I think someone needs to have a very clear definition of what they're trying to address on their skin concerns or conditions mm-hmm. in order to pick the proper products for what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And so if you're working on something specific, let's say you're working on hyperpigmentation, mm-hmm. you know, you have to take into season. Season takes into account for that. The client's right. lifestyle, they're outdoors. So you can have two clients that have hyperpigmentation, but if you have one that loves to be in the sun, you're going to have to, make wise decisions as to the regimen you're going to put on 
Perhan versus someone who, you know, maybe isn't exposed to the sun as much and is indoors, you're going to mm-hmm. have them on a different regimen. But it is, it's very different that, um, or it's very important that you do change it. It takes 30 days for your skin to actually, um, uh, see a difference. Well, yeah, it, it takes 30 days for your skin to see a difference on a product, but also for your skin to, um, become familiar with the product and for mm-hmm. it to actually start to work. So when someone Good uses a product, yes, it's really important to know because sometimes when you start a product the first week, someone might be like, I'm breaking out. And so you have to, mm. you can't just automatically say, well, let me switch you off to a different product. Again, your client's very unique. You have to have an idea. Working with an esthetician is important because we're going to ask, what do you eat? What is your lifestyle? Right. Um, you know, what is your, what environmental factors are you exposed to? Mm. And then from there, create, figure out what is it the skin is lacking? Right. Is it the same thing as what the client wants to address? And making sure that, you know, when she's happy with me addressing the issues that she's having, but we're, we're essentially want to have results. So that's the most important thing is getting product that is result driven. Mm. So there's a huge difference between pharmaceutical professional products that are um, used by licensed professionals like myself versus cosmeceutical where you're going to walk into Sephora or an Alta and pick up mm-hmm. those products. The ingredients will be, the percentage of ingredients will be very different between cosmeceutical and pharmaceutical. Now pharmaceutical, wow. yeah. I guess I never thought about it, but I guess you're right. I think that if they're being formulated to mass market and formulated uh, for individuals and really in a precise formula that is looking to how the, it's going to react with, with the body, right? It's going to be very different. So that's a great point. It, it's really important. Let's just take, for example, a collagen mask that you can buy mm-hmm. at a checkout counter, let's say at Target, you're at Target, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, let me buy this mask and do it at home. Right. Now, I will have a collagen version mask in my shop. Mm-hmm. Mine is going to be 75% much more effective than the mask that you bought at Target mm-hmm. because it's designed for a treatment to show results offer the skin the nutrients that it needs mm. versus a uh, product that's more of a mass retail. Mm-hmm. It's designed to appear that it works really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ingredients isn't strong enough to really make Re- to create real results at a or faster sustain- rate or sustainable or, su- or sustainable or right okay so I- i'm thinking and and really i think that this might be uh, i don't know if this might be already something that you're doing but i one of the or- reorganizations that i did is i reorganized my um, makeup um i don't want to call it drawer because it's not a drawer it's like a big area and uh so i i would love to sit down and ha- and go through, right, my makeup, like, okay, what about this? What about that? <laughs> really be able to get the expert opinion as someone who who can speak to more. And, and really, I'm re- really bland, brand loyal for certain things, and there's things mm-hmm. that I just love, but I think that I definitely, as I age, because, you know, some of us are getting aged, and, 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 and we, we don't even have time to go into this whole aging thing, and um, I, I, I have to talk to you offline about my options now that I'm 50. 
<laughs> I would so, love to. Um, yeah, yeah. It will, the conversation will never end when it comes to yeah. skincare. To, to dance dismay, to dance dismay, I have a plan for things that need to happen now that I'm aging. Because I, I, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with aging. I think that you need to do it gracefully. You need to do it for you. But for me, I'm going to color my hair for as long as I can. And I am going to fight those wrinkles for as long as I can. Because in my book, if God created the knowledge for someone to have for wrinkle fighting, then let's just give honor to God by, you know, taking advantage of someone else's knowledge and gifts and talents. But that's just me again. And and I know that, you know, there are certain wrinkles that I'm proud of because I think I've earned them, right? But... Uh, Definitely. I mean, I definitely have my wrinkles that I've earned, and right. they're called expression lines. Expression by the way. lines. I like it. I like it. Expression, expression lines. lines. Right. So as long as it's because it's enjoy and happiness, then right. I'm okay with that. Right? I think I think that that's absolutely it. Um, so, okay. So hold on a minute. I'm gonna. Um, so I. I'd like us to keep going, Jessica, because I think that we have a lot of a lot of really good meaty conversation. But I do have someone coming in at eleven, and I don't want her to just log in and interrupt us. Um, okay. Do you think you can set aside another maybe ten, fifteen minutes? Absolutely. Okay. So yes. because I, I I think that I, one of the things that I wanted to do is really highlight some of the ways that people can partner with you, and as you start to go, keep going and coming back, and and how women can uh, really, um, you know, take advantage of if you know if they're here, definitely find you. But if they're around the country, find a way to maybe work with you, or if they're around the country, there might be other people that you know you can connect them with or whatnot. And I would definitely want to make make that. Uh, so I don't want to rush through the conversation and not do that justice because I think that that's going to be a very important thing. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is beginning to look like holiday time. And welcome to the Casa de Confidence first ever holiday list. Stay tuned. This list will have already curated for you amazing women-owned small businesses that are doing amazing stuff that offer a different choice for shopping. And some of these women have created incredible products and services that will make holiday shopping a breeze. And in the meantime, you will be supporting an amazing, confident woman. So stay tuned for the special episode and the special guest that will help me curate this amazing list. And don't forget, go confidently shopping. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holiday that will be on I can't sing. <laughs> I totally miss it. Sure, it's Christmas once more. Okay. Now, back, back to, to the our show. show. <laughs> okay, so testing one, two, that's working. And I was trying to actually go into the file uh, to see where we left off in the conversation, but... I'm not very well versed in using the the actual recording program. Other th so it's like I I don't know how to 
rewind. <laughs> and I wanted to make sure that I started recording from 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 here, right? And not delete anything that we already had. So I think that the conversation um, was pretty good. But from what I recall, we were talking about different products and how you've done some of the research on some of those products. So I I love the idea of having you consult with women and just be be able to educate them. Is that something that you feel passionate about? I do. I love talking about um, someone's skin regimen and either what they love about it or what they don't love about it mm -hmm. and um, the products that they use. And I, I think my mission is to really like simplify to mm. the necessary um, key products that you need to get the results that you want. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, I do. I love it. I love it. If somebody invites me over and says, you know, my, my medicine yeah, cabinet, right, right, I right. think it's part of the process of being a personal esthetician is how can I help you so that you enjoy your skincare, but you're not overwhelmed. Do you think that most women um, end up buying products because of the advertisement or because of the recommendation from their friends? I think it's both. I think absolutely it's from advertising. I think packaging can be a stimulus, right? Um, I do think that friends too, in their recommendations on what works for them, mm -hmm. plays a, a big factor on on that reinforcing what they, they should try. But I think it's important for any client, men or women, teenagers, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, but the person gets skincare that's really designed for them. It's not a one size fits all. Um, and I think I know from personal experience, I just know that there's so much skincare, you know, just mm -hmm. products everywhere, right? So right. It's overstimulating. And then there's just so much research on the different ingredients that are super effective and powerful and making sure that you have that. And so certain people really don't know. It's like, it's like food. Mm. When you're cleaning out your diet and food, you're reading the product label is so right. important. Mm -hmm. When you're at the grocery store and familiarizing yourself, what's good for you, what's not. And skincare is the same thing. That product label is really, really important. And I think that you have essential ingredients in skincare. Right. And it's sold for the client when they say this particular cream has these ingredients. It may have those ingredients, but the percentage of the amount of the ingredient – isn't going to be effective for your skin. Most people don't know that. If gotcha. you're not into formulation or really understanding how that works and it's like food, you think you're eating something healthy, but it really isn't healthy. It's the same thing with skincare. Like it seems like it's healthy, but is it really doing anything for you? Yeah, I think that that's a really good analogy. I think that, you know, for instance, in the, um, I look back to one of my weight weight loss journeys when I did Weight Watchers and I lived in New York and was maybe 2005, 2006. And I was really good, you know, I, I oh, I'm going to go get the, the snackable cookies, right? Because they're low in sugar and they're this and they're quote unquote healthy, yet I know so much more now. And, and listen, no, no disrespect to a product like snackables. People like them, enjoy them if that's for you. But I know that for my body, um, it doesn't serve me, right? Because some of the products and some of the ingredients actually make me, uh, react 
badly for my body. And, and I, I don't, ha- I'm not gluten intolerant, but I do have some sensitivity to gluten. I, and I also to sugar. I, my, my, I, I, there's diabetes in my family. So I have to watch the amount of sugar. So although it's no sugar or low sugar, it does have not real sugar, but ingredients that are sugar-like that actually react, uh, more potently, right? And that have more of a reaction, um, than normal other things do. So it's interesting to really be able to watch that. And I think that we hear these buzz phrases because really marketing does a good job at putting them in our, you know, in, oh, vitamin C. And, but what level of vitamin C does it really have? Right? Correct. Vitamin C. That's so interesting that you just brought that up because I was taking a, a webinar on one of the skincare lines that I have, and we were talking about vitamin C and vitamin C and its freshest potency is very effective for the skin. But for someone who's not taking, you know, doesn't store their their product correctly or isn't using their product over time, it starts to age and then it's um, not effective. It's actually going to hinder your skin results and cause more damage to your skin. So, Mm -hmm. and then it depends, and then it depends on, how it's formulated and what form and what in the skincare line that you're using it in. So it is different per line. It's not the same. I think that um, it's, it's one of those things that you, you know, are you better off buying skin care from an esthetician, um, a licensed individual that can really, uh, you know, know, Right. Is the skincare line going to be effective and are you going to have different options? I have several different skincare lines I work with, for example, mm-hmm. not just one. Because I have to look at the client as a whole, like their, their eating lifestyle, their, what they want to put on the skin, what they don't want to put on their skin. Are they run by fragrant smell too? Mm, you know, is, is, well, I don't like the way this smells, but it's actually really good for your skin. But if she doesn't like the way it smells, you have to find a product that she's going to be happy with and yet give the results that she wants. So you have to have some choices. Yeah. Um, but the, again, the ingredients, vitamin C being one of the most important topical products that we can use on our skin. And it's, it's, uh, it has so many benefits, but is it in serum form? Is it in cream form? Mm-hmm. What form is it in your mask? You know, and is right. it, how does it work and how is it stored so that when it, if it, does it discolor? Cause once it starts to turn into that brown color, depending on the mm-hmm. product, you do not want to use that right, on your right. skin. And that's an excellent point because I, I know, for instance, for myself, that um, there is a shelf life to product and there is an expiration date. And I think that a lot of people don't realize. I think maybe the one that most people are familiar with or it's more commonly known is mascara, for instance. Mascara, um, I would say three months. And I've been guilty. There, there's, you know, that mascara that you just happen to love that you just keep a little longer, but it's not serving you. And I learned the hard way. I and 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 oh, a couple different ways. One is um, there is a brand of mascara. I'm not going to name them, but I love them. Um, and I love them, but I wear it. In within two days, I will have a sty in my eye. There is some formulation in that mascara. And it's not a cheap mascara by far, but it it makes me, you know, um, have a sty. And now I went and I said, well, maybe it's something in the formulation for the name brand. So I went and I got the copycat from the drugstore. Same thing, same result. So 
pissed away, threw the money, threw money down the drain because I had to throw it out. Um, and now there's other mascaras that I love also, but then after three months, I feel the irritation in my eye and I feel, you know, the, the discomfort of, of having it. So I think that you have to be very careful. Um, what would you say is shelf life for other makeup products that we, we keep around a lot? I think it, it depends on the product. So there's some mm -hmm. products that are, they have a six months. Some of them have, you know, a mascara, for example, typically most mascaras are three months. Um, and some of them have a one year, some of them have up to two year. It depends mm -hmm. if it's pharmaceutical versus cosmeceutical. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a huge difference between both. And one of them will have a longer shelf life, depending on what that item is. You know, even acne, acne products that are specifically mm -hmm. for acne or spot treatments, you have to be careful. Those have a very short shelf life. Um, so I think it just depends on, on what it is. Yeah. I mean, eyeshadow, for example, I was just on this conversation, I think with one of, with my sister-in-law, she's 18 years old. She has makeup, you know, and with COVID and everything, I'm doing these sanitation workshops mm -hmm. and getting these certifications for the shop. And we were discussing makeup and she's like, oh, maybe I should throw out my makeup. Well, eyeshadow, you know, it's a dry pigment. So mm -hmm. you can actually scrape off the top layer and remove that and use the bottom layer. It's the top layer you want to remove. But lipstick, same thing. I mean, you can take, you know, um, a little bit of alcohol and tissue and just mm -hmm. wipe off those corner layers or around it mm -hmm. and be able to get into the center of it because the center of it, it's kind of like, a fruit. I hate to say this, but a fruit that's rotting, right? It's right, from right. the external part, but when you get into the center of it, it's okay to still okay. eat it, right? Gotcha. So same thing. Skincare is different though because every time you open and close it, it oxidizes, right? The air gets in, um, you know, if you have to shake your product to get the ingredients to be mixed so that it's effective, you know, you're, you're just, you're just shaking everything that's in it. So it's going to continue to grow bacteria in it and you have to be careful. So it just, I think it depends on what it is that you're purchasing. Right. That's going to have the, you know, the shelf life is going to be affected on that. Why do you think a lot of um, people and in, in celebrities and in different, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, individuals are going into the production of um, of cosmetic? Do you feel that it, it's it's profitable for them, or are they? You know, I I think I I learned this that um, a lot of them just get approached by uh, companies and say, Hey, will you, you know, and then develop this brand. We'll say it's yours, but really it's ours. And you're just our spokesperson. Is that, <clears throat> do you think that that's true how that happens or, um, it's an individual case by case? I agree with you. Um, in the sense that I, I think it has a lot to do with marketing companies, you know, approaching them. They're an influencer, Mm -hmm. um, their skin probably does look amazing. And so there's a doctor that might formulate a product for them. Formulation is very complicated. I've been approached several times, I think through my 14 year career about skincare. Oh, Jess, why don't you have your own skincare line? And my answer is, well, there's just so much skincare out there. So many right. options and, mm -hmm. you know, you can get lost in the formulation <laughs> of it and how clean you want it to be or what is it that you're trying to deliver. But as far as celebrities go, you know, I, for some, I think they take the opportunity to collaborate and to create a line because it's profitable. JLo would probably be one of them, right? If she mm -hmm. had a skincare line. I know right, Cindy right. Crawford, I think, maybe Cindy Crawford might have had a line or still does. Yeah, I think um, she still does. She, I, I see those infomercials does. all the time. <laughs> yeah, but she probably, I would say though, 
I think that she, and I don't know her obviously personally, but I have a feeling that she's probably done her research though on right. the ingredients and is really big, a, mm-hmm. a big part of the formulation where she's just not putting her name on a product. Right, right. But I do have, so here in Connecticut, um, there are several uh, individuals that have created their own skincare line. Mm-hmm. I do have a friend who has her own and she has these elixirs, their oils, and they're amazing. And so I have her formulating a serum for me for LED therapy lighting. Mm. And um, we talk about that, but she knows she really engrosses herself in it. Maybe she's not a biochemist and she's more of a project manager background, but she learns everything about the development of the product Mm -hmm. and is very proactive and works with the formulators and learns about it. So I think that when you have a skincare line, as long as you're you are part of the process. Their job is to to educate you, and they're also their job is to understand what key ingredients are important to you to, in your product when you're formulating it. Um, but I just think that there's some. I do realize though, and I've noticed. I definitely have taken more note of this. There are a lot of celebrities that do have a dual educational background that we're unaware of. You know, some of them have. Right, b- pretty big degrees, yeah. um, and have been professors or have had this other life that we don't really know about. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's some products that some celebrities in the background are part of, but they probably have the education to back it up. And I think it just depends yeah. on you know how it's being marketed. Um, so for example, um, what what is I'm not it's not Karen Diaz, it's uh, Gwyneth Patra. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's very much into, you know, farming and organic mm-hmm, food. But right. that literally is an interest of her life. So right. if she's endorsing something like that, I would yeah. probably definitely listen to what she uses because she's, that is her life. Yeah, so she, she created, she so she has the Goop Lab, and I think that she they do have a skincare line. But um, in doing a lot of, I, I, I mean, I've looked into a lot of the stuff that she promotes because I, I read her blog for many years, and then I, they just released the documentary of the Goop Lab. And you can see how the, she's very intentional, and she's not putting out information that it's necessarily, obviously it's making her money, but that's not the, her intention. Intent, her intent is to educate and, and to really Correct. promote what she herself is implementing. And I think that this goes with everything. I think that as we, uh, whether it be makeup, whether it be food, whether it be whatever service, really take a look and, and, and do your homework because ultimately anything that you consume, whether it be for your body, your skin, or your life should be something that serves you, but also something that is serving you and it has the right components to impact you in a positive way. So that's one of the things that I, I, I would definitely say. Um, Jessica, for you, I think that it's exciting that you're going back um, and that you're you're reopening to clients to the one-to-one. I know that you've been doing a lot of certification and doing a lot of work to get up and running. And I, I salute you and admire just your tenacity and your ability to be able to um, commit to the process of supporting your clients. Anything that maybe scares you a little bit of the future? Um, wow. Yes, that I know that I'm making a lot of changes. And it's I I'm actually excited. I'm going back to school, actually. Oh, that's exciting. I'm thrilled for you. I did. I made the decision to go back to school. And I definitely want to take my background in working with skin and beauty. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm I've always been 
I really love working from the inside out mm. when it comes to the spirit and, and how we feel about our confidence and where that comes from. And so I definitely have made some decisions in regards to how I'm going to incorporate going back to school and working, right. but I'm excited about that. So I am a little scared about the balance that I'm going to, you know, experience of having to do both, but I have amazing clients Good. and I have open communication with my clients and, um, they're very supportive of all of my projects that I'm, I'm always getting myself into that it ties into my business and just continues to have me morph and, mm -hmm. and evolve. Um, but I, I am so excited to get my hands on, on faces again, eventually. Now, I'm we excited won't be able to do skincare. Yeah, I'm excited okay. too. We won't be able to do skincare for, I think until phase uh, three possibly. Okay. Um, but I'm able to get in there and do some other services in the meantime, but you know, it's consulting clients anyways with the season that we're in for summer and making sure that they're, you know, having the per perfect regimen for their sun exposure and their mm -hmm. life and activities that they do. But, um, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm scared. I just think that the pandemic has really said, well, what am I doing with my business? What are my next moves? And, and, and starting to put that new game plan into motion. That's great. I love that. I'm excited for you. I think that um, as with anything that is unknown, our, our mind will first go to a little bit of uncertainty. But as we continue to move forward, you're just kind of shedding light into the path and you, you figure it out as you go along. And that's what life is all about. So thank you for taking the time to be with me and being so informative. I think that maybe what we'll do is uh, if any of the listeners are interested in connecting with you and maybe having you do an audit, uh, you know, remotely of their medicine cabinet or their makeup bag. I think that that might be something that uh, I, I know that you would be willing to, you know, to consult or, and who knows, you know, maybe you'll get some remote clients because you are a know-how kind of girl when it comes to skincare and you, you're one of those people I consider a, an expert in the field. So it would be great to, to definitely offer that to, to the clients and where can they find you it, it, online? So they can find me on um, Instagram, um, Lash Aesthetica. Mm -hmm. um, and I also do have a Facebook page um, as well. It's called Lash Aesthetica. That would be the best resource to find okay. me. Perfect. Um, and then from there, it has my website too. So I do do, uh, I have a virtual online coaching called Skin Fitness. Um, so that does help somebody in their skin journey. That's awesome. And be able to be a resource for them. Definitely. And, and we'll put all the information on the show notes so that people can reach out to you and definitely, you know, find out how they can have the best looking skincare. And, and again, I urge um, all the listeners to make sure that you're paying attention to the seasons because your skin regenerates like we've talked about. And it's a seasonality. Uh, seasonality. We're going into summertime. <laughs> so uh, hydrate and, and incorporate good uh, sun care habits. And then as we're going into the into the fall as well that's also going to be very key for you to be able to to have so. absolutely well jessica thank you so much for being a part of the podcast i appreciate you you're awesome julie thank you so much for inviting me i had a wonderful time you're awesome too you're very inspiring well you're terrific so um, I'm going to let the listeners get all the information on Jessica and as always go confidently, everybody, uh, until next time. All right. I'm going to get my eyebrows done.
What? I am going to go and book myself a service with Jessica. All right. You um, should. Are you saying my eyebrows need doing? I didn't say that. I'm thinking of having a I don't brow know what to say. tint. I feel like I've been caught in a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Lash aesthetica. Um, I am doing some brow sculpting. You can well, get brow sculpting. You can get henna brows. Lamination and henna brows. Lamination and henna brows. I think I'm going to do the lamination henna brow. Lamination. Let me see again. How do you spell that? Like lamination. Oh, lamination. Oh, okay. Look. You said it funny. I'm going to look like that. You want to look like that? Mm-hmm. She's got a mask on. You already look like that. Half your face oh. when you're out in public looks just like that. Mm-hmm. But I need my other half of the face with my eyebrows. Because you know what? <laughs> my eyebrows have always been unruly. Unruly? Let mm-hmm. me see. Oh, yeah. You need to go visit her mm-hmm. right away. And she also does eyelash extensions, but I am nice. not ready for my eyelashes. Remember the extension. time you got your, your your lashes, your brows done, and they like oh, just they terrible. Like, skipped a spot. It was terrible. <laughs> they they like she had four eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel, for remembering this trying times. It was a trying time in your life, wasn't it? Look, you know what? Um, something has ended. What something ended? has come to an end. What else? What else? Big ended? brother. Big brother did end this week. Although I am hoping show. something else, something pretty, else ends on Tuesday, pretty, but I'm not going to talk pretty, about that. The pretty people house party, as we called it last week. Mm-hmm. What's ending this week? Well, I'm not going to talk about what I'm hoping ends this week. Oh. Because mm. mm. <sighs> I know you don't like to talk about that. <laughs> you know what? What? The old mandate and tenant in life to where you weren't supposed to talk about politics religion and what was the third thing taxes i don't know whatever oh money what you make from money Hmm. money taxes and politics well guys there is a season for anything for everything Mm -hmm. is in the season right now it's voting season so tuesday get out and vote. This is your power as a person in this country. Get out there. Do not give up your power mm. to vote. Look at you. So, so can I expand on that, Dad, since you opened the door? Check the issues, people. Don't vote the sound bites. Yeah. Dig in. Dig Read. in. Dig in. Yourself. There's lots of sound bites out there that sound really good. Like, yeah. he's going to raise your taxes. Oh, go and listen and inform yourself. Yeah. Be careful for those party lines. Mm. I mean, I mean I'm all for a party. That's for sure. A party? Parties are fun. Well, don't get me started on the two-party system. Oh, whatever. my God. Okay, so. a third party in there at least. Big Brother well, is parties, done. But parties? Yes. Yeah. We'll have a party later. Oh, I'm going to have a party. Ugh. One way or another. It'll be anyway. either a pity party or a fun party. <laughs> I was talking about today. Oh. Today? Today we're going to clean. I'm going to go grocery shopping. No, I'm going to go grocery shopping. Are you Are you re reinstating 
your plant-based eating habits? Um, or are you still in the bandwagon of carnivores? Well, I'd be omnivore, actually. You're an omnivore? Oh, Lord. You're an omnivore. You're not a carnivore. Oh, yeah, that's true. Did you get right? You got it? I got it. If a human is a strict carnivore, hmm. that's not healthy either. Yeah. Well, listen, you got to listen to your body and feed it things that you feel make it feel great. Feed me. So why? No. First of all, you're not going grocery shopping. If we go, it's going to be a we, not a you. Ba, ba, ba. We and, should go to Costco. Oh, yeah. we, we this it, Actually, the beginning of the month is typically when we go to Costco. Yeah. Because we can do a anyway, good so shop. We have to wrap this up because, actually, this is kind of a long podcast, too. Wow. But, anyway. Well, there's a special surprise, though, coming to you this week, so stay tuned. Surprise! It's a little surprise. It's a little shot of confidence. And that's all we're going to say. Yeah. So, anyway, again, we thank Jessica Gonzalez for... Coming into Casa de Confidence today. And if you're in Connecticut, check her out. Yes. And for those of you who are not in Connecticut, find someone like Jessica or better yet, contact Jessica and find out who in your area she would recommend to help you create confidence through, well, aesthetics. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Everybody, have a great week. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, 
we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's Mastermind.